Hello, what have we here? This is Lando Calrissian, and you're listening to the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. And what a nice scuttlebutt it is. We would be honored if you would join us. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. I can hear you chewing. Hey, I'm eating kisses. What a great way to start the show. What a great way to start the show. Hold on a second. I just got to make sure. Did I just hit live? Of course I hit live. You did hit live. All right. There's a couple of new buttons on StreamYard, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, what? It was on Thursday. Might as well say it. Yeah. Um, Welcome, everybody, to... I am not prepared for this. There you go. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hi, you need a hug? Yeah, always. Welcome, everybody, in the chat to the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast live edition. We call it Scarif Live. Oh, Shanti's got some kisses. Um, I got a beer. Um, let's go through the chat, Shanti. Who's in there? I don't know. I'm on my phone. You know, there's a uh, certain people that uh, whose names that I love saying. Ubaldo is one. Yes. What's up, Ubaldo? That's our buddy. Megan's in the house. Megan's in the house. She was the first. Thank you very much, Megan, oh. for showing up. Nicole. You cool. got Sith Care Bear. Lunar Ooh. Girl. Our Tina. Blue Wrench Girl. Yeah. Tina. Yeah. Tina's in the house. Um, <laughs> excellent. All right. So um, we are going to be talking um, about Andor. And the season finale. Excellent stuff. We got a couple of surprises. Uh, we have a full house. And we uh, will start this show right after this. Hold, wait a minute. Is that Brad? What? What the? What the? <laughs> is now the ultimate power in the universe holy moly the chat just went crazy everybody it's brad. it's brad is back thank you uh brad welcome back to your home the scare of scuttlebutt andor is amazing if you don't like it you're an idiot okay i got that out of the way Excellent. Look at everybody saying that you missed the, uh, everybody missed Brad. We sure did. Um, Thank you guys. Brad. Um, nice you guys. It's amazing to be back. I'm glad you could come for this, this final review. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I missed some, I missed some Turkey on Thursday, but I'm here for this and that's what counts. Yes. So. Absolutely. Thank you. Everybody in the chat. Um, we got really excited. Uh, and some more surprises. We got uh, Josh. And I think um, the very first time I was 
telling Brad the very first time we did a Scarif Live on Andor, Brad, you weren't too crazy about the show. You were hemming and hawing. But I said, you know, at the final show, come on back and then we'll uh, we'll see uh, if you haven't changed your mind or any other insight that you can offer us um, about it. And then we also have Tina. The uh, you're probably the president, um, not just a member of the Bricks and Screws fan clubs. What's up, Tina? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Just and, causing uh, some trouble as always. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Um, I guess we'll have to talk about the uh, opinion about screws and bricks. Uh, I, I just want to let you know, I just got off an aircraft carrier, and there are a number of screws on an aircraft carrier. Okay. So it's very hard to hold a ship together without screws. Just putting that out. And bolts, right? <laughs> and bolts. And rivets. Like, we yeah. don't weld in Star Wars either. When man. I walked off the ship, yeah. I saw many a building with bricks in them. So well, in Star Wars, you're insane. Well, in, in The Empire Strikes Back, Yoda says that everything is bound together by the Force. So he might have, no. he might have a he might have Force a point welding. There. Yeah. Force welding. Welcome, everybody, to the, f uh, to the finale, the final show here on Scarif Live. We're going to be talking about Rick's Road. Uh, from Andor, Brad, you just got caught up, and obviously yep. the rest of us have been watching this show from the beginning. And I want to thank all of our, um, you know, our listeners and our followers, uh, the folks that have uh, showed up in the sh in the chat, uh, you know, religiously, relentlessly on Saturday nights. It has been quite a treat. Um, but um, yeah, uh, anybody have any announcements before we? Uh, we start our discussion. Well, I want to do some show and tell. Oh, show and tell. I like that. Show and tell. So uh, we made a couple port calls while I was out to sea. Uh, mm -hmm. We pulled into Halifax, Nova Scotia, which if you haven't been there, uh, it's really mm -hmm. nice. And everybody up there is really nice. I don't understand it. Like I was actually confused and I asked them why the hell are they so nice? It was something about universal health care, free or, you know, uh, weeds legal and all that kind of shit. Wow. Anyway. Um, while we were up there, the three days we were up there, there was a comic book convention in town at the exact same time, which was amazing. I got a bunch of stuff, but I thought it was appropriate for this evening. Ooh, I got this nice. awesome oh, nice. Rogue One very poster. Nice. That oh, is nice. That was from, uh, it was, uh, here we go. It was Halcon. That was what we went to. Oh. Apparently their biggest, everybody was in cosplay. There was some awesome Star Wars cosplay there. It was, it was really fantastic. And then we pulled into just a few days ago, uh, 10 days ago, pulled into Portsmouth, England, um, which is about an hour or so uh, from London. And uh, there was a badass store. I think I posted, no, I can't remember if I posted a picture of this or not. But this was in the window of the shop. And I had to get this. <laughs> oh, nice. I awesome. saw that. You posted that on Facebook. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. And so it was they, awesome. They, they're playing poker. Oh, yeah. And it's just, and it's heavy too. It's not like some little cheap statue. Is it plastic or ceramic? It's ceramic. Oh, nice. And oh. it's freaking gorgeous. Uh, so uh, they're blasters on the table and they're just playing cards. Uh, someone said, uh, actually, maybe Tina, somebody said it may have been cool if they were playing Sabak. Um, that, that would be cool, but I'll, I'll take the poker yeah. as it is. That's a really it's cool. Good. Very Snatching. nice. Awesome. So, want to bring my show and tell. Yay. Very nice. Very, very nice. I'm not 
ask Josh about show and tell because uh, show might get inappropriate. <laughs> but anybody else? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I got nothing. I have two. One was just a last minute splurge, and this one I just received. I actually have the camera on top. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Right. Sonic. Very nice. Ooh. Sonic. Very nice. Is that a, an actual Lego or is that it's Lego. a Lego it's like, imitation? No, no, no. It's Lego. Show me the logo. Right there, bitch. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Very nice. Bro, you got any uh, Ewoks or anything to show off that you might have in your inventory? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What's that? Oh, Scout Trooper. Nice. Very nice. Ooh. Very nice. Very nice. It's like we're a bunch of nerds or something. Yeah. Shanti wanted a little head. Yeah. <laughs> oh. On the way, but those came from the Lego website. These came from Amazon. Very nice. I um so was it was it the no, it was it was the second uh, when did you leave? The third episode? The of our series? I was able to catch, uh, see, the first two came out together. Yeah. Right. And then there was one more. I think I left after that third show came out. And how long have you been away? Two months. And it takes me two months to procrastinate to send you this damn Ewok <laughs> that I promised you two and a half months ago on our. Again, it's a thought that counts. Um, I know but, he's in uh, good hands. Yeah. I got some other stuff coming towards you, but. Um, Beats the trash compactor my other wicked is in. <laughs> And um, we are wearing our Conversations medals from nice from uh, ScarifCon. Thank you, Pat and Charles. Beautiful. Yes, thank beautiful you for things. those. No one gave me the memo. <laughs> you're, you're Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> You'll get one 35 years later. Don't worry. What? I'm out of here. At MTV. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, that's right. There, uh, I am really the procrastinator. I still have. I got a box for Nick, and I got a box for a Lunar Girl and Dragon Buddy sitting right here. Maybe on Tuesday, I'll uh, I'll send those off. And I know, uh, I know they're in the chat too. So expect some treats coming your way. Um, what was that? What? What? Yeah. Sure. So, uh, right. good show, everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wrap it up. Great. Bye. Comedy. <laughs> comedy. No, comedy is all about timing. <laughs> some of us got some stuff to do. Um, so let's get started. Let's talk a little bit about Andor and the season finale called Rick's Road. Um, because um because Brad is back, I I know you've been catching up little by little as you uh, visit the um, various ports, and I know you you did a binge uh, right in the middle of the yes. series, didn't you? Yes, I did two um, binges. So I want to ask you, you know, what have you been thinking about the episodes as you've been watching it? What do you think of the series as a whole? Uh, give us the four one one on that. First of all, yeah, I, like all all joking aside, I freaking love this series. Um, I know, Ro, you emailed me a few times. People are saying this is not Star Wars. Um, and I think I understand the argument um, 
and I guess we can delve into this a little bit more in detail later, but this is not the, you know, uh, the movies are full of idealism, right? They're all about these huge ideals. Well, uh, in war, it's kind of hard to have these ideals. And this is the uglier side of war. Uh, I mean, we knew the empire was bad, right? You, you, from the get-go, you know the empire is bad. But this showed you just how bad the empire was. I mean, we're talking, that, that, those were concentration camps, for lack That's of better words, that they were right. in. I mean, so if you didn't, you know, if you didn't know how bad the empire was, you do now. And it, it just shows you the sacrifice that the uh, the rebels, the early rebels made to topple the empire and what had to go. I mean, the decisions that Mon Mothma had to make in this series. Holy cow. Uh, that's that's real shit. So um, his his story progression, Mon Mothma's story progression, uh, I, I thought it was all amazing. And then uh, watching this season finale today uh, when – I wasn't sure where I, I knew the shit, the proverbial shit was going to hit the fan eventually. Um, I didn't know when that was going to happen. I kept looking at the time, seeing how much time was left. But then when Marva started speaking, um, uh, and I got goosebumps now just saying it, when her, her speech there, I mean, that's uh, that is top notch. Uh, that, yeah. That's beautiful writing and it looked amazing. Um, and uh, it, the, it could have ended better. And, uh, it just leaves you wanting, unlike like a lot of the projects they've had lately where you didn't want anymore, please make the sequel trilogy stop. Like you want, I wanted the second season as soon as I got done watching this one. So that's what we're going for. So I thought it was amazing. That's one of the things that I found interesting in the show. And obviously we're, we, we're going into a show where we know where the main character ends up. You know, obviously I'm, I'm wearing the Rogue One shirt. We know what happens, but at the end of each show, um, I was still like in suspense. I wanted yep. to continue the story. I wanted to find out like, oh my God, what, what happens next? And not just to Andor, not just to Cassian. I mean, I think, um, some, so much of the other, uh, side characters and some of the other main characters are written so well. And the acting has been so phenomenal that, you know, you're just intrigued. You're drawn in. Um, to the show uh, specifically, and um, except for Cyril, that that dude, that dude's a creeper. I love, I love that character. I'm sorry. I love to hate him. I do. I'd love to hate him. He's 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 the the Revo, the Revo of the show. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a little a little creepy. Um, Shanti, what did you think of the last episode? I loved it, but hated that it was over. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the that's the um, and we're gonna have to wait a long time. Supposedly it's two years, but um, two years. Yeah. yeah. Kidding me? God, Lord. But what what were some of your? Yeah, what were some of your um, high points of this of the the last episode? Well, definitely same thing. Marva's speech. I mean, Fiona Shaw just like, and I just recently watched *Beef for Vendetta*, and that's almost kind of like what it reminded me of. Of just you know. Let, we got to stand up and starting this uprising and it was just such a an amazing uh moment however the finale did have and i'm sure we'll get to it later but i will say it only had one disappointment for me of the entire series which was actually the mid credit scene <laughs> i really didn't care for it but other than that nah, i have no complaints 
Yeah. And uh, obviously, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, if you um, we're going to tell you what that that mid credit scene is. Um, oh, and Brad almost missed it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's like he texted me. He goes, oh, I love the show. I'm like, did you get to the end credits? He goes, no. What happens? I'm like, dude, re-rack it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, TV studio talk, Brad. I figured as much. It was either that or a typo. I figured I'd go with it either way. All right. So let me get to uh, let me get to Josh, because obviously, you know, the first episode uh, of Scarif Live during our uh, our discussion, we were um, getting so getting an earful from him, um, you know, not uh, not really into it. But I um, 12 episodes later, I wanted to ask you, Josh. Um, what's going on? Do you like it? Do you still, is it still not for you? Um, what are some of your thoughts, uh, at the end here? You sure you don't want Tina to go first? I mean, <laughs> she's a member of the Bricks and Screws fan club. I mean, <laughs> she's the president. She, she can wait. I can wait. I'm good. I'll go last. Um, okay. I, I think it is the most well-produced anything star wars television or film like i honestly i think it was beautiful start to finish um every shot was amazing the dialogue was extremely well written all the acting was fantastic um but i just don't care i don't care about cassian andor whatever that means i just have never cared for the character i've compared him to han solo um and i've never cared for han solo so shoot me um but uh i i just i've i I'll, guess i'll shoot first i guess I, I hear you greedo um hey, hey josh real quick before uh have you uh i guess two-part question uh since finishing i guess you guys were able to finish this a few days ago since finishing, have you watched Rogue One again? Or if not, do you think your opinion might change if you watched Rogue One again after watching this series? No, I, I went and saw Rogue One for the IMAX re-release right before Andor came out. And and after watching the series, I had no... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. I will. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm extra sleepy. Um, no, anyway. But, uh, but no, I... Um, uh, I love DB's I I had no desire to watch Rogue One after that. No. Why? So I can see that they're still trying to put that damn dish on the the Death Star five years later. I mean, I'm sorry. We'll we'll get to that later. Have you but... seen how fast the government builds shit? That's that's, <laughs> I, that's true. They are like 14 years in at this point. And they're yes, still not that's, done. That's completely realistic. I assure you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's Megan talking about? Oh, my uh, love for my love for Deidre. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. time to allow it. Yeah. No, we'll do that. that. Hot steamy scene in the closet there. They mm-hmm. have. I mean, we're gonna yeah. get to that. That was hot. Yeah. I thought she was gonna shoot him actually, because you know that would have been great. He yeah. saves her and then she just shoots him. That would be oh. awesome. that would have been great. Uh, I, I I find myself more interested in the side characters, and even they are starting to bore me at this point. To be honest with you, so and. What Mon Mothma did to Perrin is just unacceptable. So, <laughs> hashtag justice for Perrin. Well, we, I, you know, I, I've had a theory about Perrin for a long time, and not just Perrin, but the collaboration between Mon Mothma and Perrin. I'm telling you, know, you. Yeah, it's um, it's 
I think as as the episodes keep going, I think that to me it's coming, it's becoming more apparent that um, that he is just putting on an act, and they're doing it together because he's helping her distract the empire from mm-hmm. from them finding out that or you know trying to figure out that that mon mothma's moving money for for rebellion and more so for his gambling so i think they're kind of in cahoots um yeah. it's all about that one scene when they're at the dinner party and and they have that one moment where they have their little toast and after they kind of have a little bit of snarky remarks back and forth they he says, okay, what do, what do you need? And she's like, all right, I need uh, Palpatine stalled in the Senate and I need votes. And he's like, all right, let's do it. You know, and I, I think that was a very telling moment. I think that was a, a, a brief glimmer, you know, through the curtain as sure. to what's really going on there. But yeah, I've thought from the beginning that there was more to that. Do you guys feel that there are certain things in the story that are like hinted at? Um, and like you said, Josh, the curtain is not pulled back completely. It gives fans um, a little bit of ammunition as far as, you know, trying to figure things out behind the scenes. Uh, is he a spy? Is, you know, is Mon Mothma setting him up? Do you guys feel like like the uh, the series should have given us a little more of a definitive answers to those questions, or do you like that we're still talking about it? It's still a mystery. We're not really sure. Um, what do you, what do you think? And Tina, I haven't forgotten you, but I, I just. I mean, I like it. I like that 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 they've taken their time with the storytelling. I don't mind hey, Josh, the I'm pacing so of it. You right now. What? <laughs> I'm what. I you hate like it. it you I don't like it. like it. I hate it, but I, I love the painting. No, I love the directing. I love the writing. I do. It's, I love the acting. I enjoy watching it for the most part. I just don't care. It doesn't resonate with me the way that most other Star Wars does. It's a solo. Does that movie make sense? It's a. I like Solo. I like it. I like Solo doing? better than Andor. When the- Come on, Han and Chewie taking a shower together. That's that's priceless. <laughs> um. Well, no, I, 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 she's got you there, Brad. <laughs> I'm done. I'm... <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the lack of laser swords and space wizards or any of that. It has nothing to do with bricks and screws. I, I have no beef with anything about the production on it. And I don't have any beef with Diego Luna other than I think he's a little one note, but that's okay. He plays that note well. Um, but I, I just, uh, I just don't care about the character. That's I'm not attracted as much to the gunslinger aspect of Star Wars, I guess. So for me, it just doesn't connect the way that other things about it do. I, I like the spirituality of Star Wars, and this doesn't really delve into that. I appreciate getting to see the stuff behind the scenes with the Empire, and I love getting to see the gray of the Rebellion and and... I do think that it's uh, another example of a, a character kind of being torn down a little bit. The pedestal we may have put Mon Mothma on at one point, she's definitely not on anymore because she is not going to win any awards for Mother of the Year with the the things that she's doing with her family right now. But at the same time, it's intriguing, um, and I'm interested in the storytelling, and I love all of the acting, but I just I just don't care about Cassian. So, so wrote, wrote to your original question, I. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this before I left. 
uh, as far as the pacing goes, this is being paced just like a normal show would, a non-Star Wars show. And for that, I love it because, well, I wish it didn't take two years for another freaking season. Uh, But that's the kind of pacing you would want for a normal show where it leaves you probably with more questions than answers to keep you coming back for the next season. And uh, as far as the the Mon Mothma cousin uh, comment is... uh, horrible as it seems you know that there's a lot of historical you know real life precedent to it i mean you're talking about royalties uh you know throughout the ages deals were made all the time for that so i mean there's a lot of precedent for what you did doesn't make it better i see what you're saying there but you know that's not completely no i understand that there's you know there's reasoning behind it and hopefully the ends justify the means but it's still shitty. So, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop laughing. So let me. Yeah. <laughs> I posted earlier in the week. Um, you know, obviously we we understand that Andor might not be um, everyone's cup of tea. We've heard all of the critiques regarding pacing. Um, you know the slow the slowness of the story. Uh, the storytelling, but um, yeah, Josh, I, I, I get what you mean. I, I get what you're talking about. Um, you know, there's certain characters that uh, don't resonate for me in the entire, you know, Star Wars franchise. Um, but um, let's uh, let's quickly get to Tina because I know she um, she had a couple of questions uh, regarding um, this last episode, and I wanted to get to her as far as what uh, what Tina thought of uh, of this last episode, and what do you think of the series so far? I know we haven't. Uh, I guess we haven't invited you on the show. No, you haven't. No. But here you are. No, I'm good. No, here I am for one of the best episodes. No, I'm good. Um, I'm glad to be here. I I have uh, said from the beginning when they announced this show, I didn't give two shits. I didn't. I care. And I, I, because, well, he died. Why do I care? <laughs> right. And that's really how I looked at it. Sure. That's what I thought. But I, I'm going to watch it. And then three episodes, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm in. I see what they're going for. I'm in. And I've been in ever since. Um, I don't consider a moment of anything I've seen on screen a wasted moment. I don't consider a line of dialogue any of it wasted. Uh, any of the character arcs we've seen, none of it wasted. I, In my opinion, there has been no time wasted in any episode of this show. It has been the ultimate slow burn for me. And yeah. I think everything has been top-notch. A level of writing in Star Wars we've not seen before. One I hope to see in the future, not necessarily with the same tone, but definitely with the same level of writing, the same level of uh, set design. Um, I probably care more about Cassian than I did. I'm definitely invested in all the side characters. I love seeing the effect that the common person had to its contrib- to the rebellion, you know, being born and the contribution, because I think in the past, it's always been centered on the Jedi and Leia, Leia being a Skywalker related to Luke, who's a Jedi. We've always seen it framed up that way, which wasn't wrong. I enjoyed it. I love seeing how 
everyday people like us could have contributed to a rebellion. And I think in this episode, it wasn't just Marva's monologue that was, quite frankly, brought me to tears. I love the manifesto being read over Mm -hmm. some of it as well. Um, Just that, you know, just saying that nothing is too little. You know, you keep pushing. I, 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 I love it. I have no complaints. Yeah, and, <laughs> and this, you know, this begs the 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 age old question. You know, what is Star Wars to you? And it's very personal mm-hmm. to everyone. Um, you know, uh, I, I I really don't mind this part of the Star Wars galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know we are we have been thrust into uh, based on the original trilogy. We have been thrust into this story that tells a grand tale of this, you know, family, the Skywalker clan, and we are all invested and it's, you know, it's, it's heart wrenching. It's, uh, you know, galaxy has, you know, the decisions that these characters make, uh, affect the galaxy. Um, but you know, you guys are right. The, the stories that are happening now in this series, really, you know, how does the little guy, um, how is he or she affected by the, the rise of the empire? How do right. they deal with it? And I think um, I think it's an intriguing uh, time for the galaxy. And it seems like really... if you're in, you're either in or you're out. You can't be halfway. You, you got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we um, you, you mentioned the the manifesto, and uh, after I binged the first time, uh, I was really sad to see Nemec go because when that dude mm-hmm. talked, um, the, he was he was hands down my favorite and. Josh was talking about side characters. You know, this is one of those. He was hands down my favorite character on the show. Like that dude was spitting truth. Like, you know, and you can relate it to today's stuff. You can relate it absolutely to what's going on in today's world. I was very sad to see him go. And uh, I, I, you you knew the journal was going to come up again later. Um, But, you know, I thought it was going to come up a little bit sooner, but I think now, like Tino was saying, I think the timing, was perfect on that. So between that journal and uh, Marva's speech, just incredible. Just the way everything runs parallel, it's all happening at the same time, the way they cut back and forth, the tension building here, the tension building there, just all of that. And then how it just all culminates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to give a uh, quick shout out. Uh, you may have seen uh, Kevin Crockett in the uh, chat. He is uh, one of my, uh, Shipmates on uh, the USS Gerald R. Ford. So he just just got back with me today. Um, so very uh, nice. Yes. Uh, so kudos to him. You know, everybody everybody did an amazing job uh, last couple months there. So thank you to him. Jeez, how cool! And I have to say, when it comes to Perrin, I'm on the fence. I hate Perrin. I think he's a yeah. dick. But, yeah, but but it's great, right? And so yeah. I'm I'm like he could be working together. They could not be. I love we could sit here and question it, and that we can't say yeah. for sure. We'll I love see. that. Yeah, we'll I can't I can't wait to to have some sort of resolution to find out because uh, yeah, I, I I still feel that they're they're in cahoots. They're working together. Um, let's uh let's get into a little bit of uh of the episode the storyline here um you know last week uh last week's episode we started the episode where we see marva well we we experience the death of of her character but we don't see it we 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 see it through the eyes of the droid and um 
Brad, you were talking about how Star Wars has really given us some amazing characters in droid form, so emotional and uh, and just heart wrenching, especially uh, this aspect. You can really tell that the droid was in 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 pain. There's a lot of emotion there. Um, you got to love Star Wars for that, man. Yeah, and they uh, I was amazed they pulled off shots from the droid's point of view, yeah. which like when the glass was on top of his head and stuff like that, like uh I think I think his name is B2 Emo, which is kind of funny because of how depressed right. he is all the time. Yeah. Uh so uh that he's was been a through some ironic. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's you know. Um but what's with uh, stuttering droids? He stuttered, Dio stuttered in uh the rise of Skywalker. I don't know. They like yeah. stuttering droids these days. Um, but the language the, matrix. Yeah. The question I had though, are they making droids too emotional these days? Do you think the B had too many emotions or is it cool to see droids with emotions? No. no. I think, I think they're the heart it. of star Wars. I think they should they have are. emotions. Boys here. I agree. I agree, Josh. I love them. I, to me, they're just as important. I mean, I've, I've loved so many droids and the new material that's come out since the sequel trilogy. And yeah, and George Lucas has always said that Star Wars was uh, was told from their point of view. Yeah. You know, obviously they're they're the uh, you know some of the main first main characters we see, and mm -hmm. um, you know we we see the story unfold through their eyes. Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I found so interesting getting back to uh, the fact that the death of Marva was was shown like almost after the fact, you know, even to us as an audience, I think um, I think it was master. It was a masterful decision because when we see Cassian find out that that he finds out that Marva is dead, um, I think it gets us emotionally, too, because we didn't see it. He didn't see it. We get to relate to him as a character, not right. knowing, you know, what actually happened to to his mom. Um, mm -hmm. I just that's I, one of my favorite scenes actually involving Andor. That's one of the few times that I felt like I actually cared about the character, and I thought yeah. it was very powerful. Um, you know, filmmaking the way that they echoed his own death in him finding out the news of his mother's death there at the beach, you know, Absolutely. so you see the ocean in the background and the sunset. Um, and it, it just, I, I think it was a, a very beautiful moment. Sure. Yeah. And Brasso relaying Marva's wow. last words to Cassie in this. I was, yeah. I love, I mean, you know, sometimes that secondhand kind of knowledge doesn't come off well, or those. I love you more lame, than anything I, you can do wrong. I mean, I mean, I was like, as a mom, that hit me, crap. man. Whew, yeah. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. And that's an, another testament to these side characters. I mean, whether it's their acting or the way they are written, um, there are some, there are some shots that just work for me on a, on on such a personal level. There are ways that these actors are communicating these lines that uh that just gets you man um brasso is one you know we didn't we didn't realize how uh how important of a role he uh took on when we first met him in the first couple of, of episodes and he has really grown into you know someone important i mean you know we jokingly talk about bricks but he's the one that presents the brick uh you know in this ceremony in this last episode and um 
there's a lot of deep stuff there with uh, Marva being, you know, being a brick basically. And, and really, you know, she represents the first, um, what do you call it? The first building block, building block of the rebellion, the first act. Um, and I know there are certain, there are other rebel cells across the galaxy doing their first, but um, you know, we are here at this point and I think it's uh, I think it's amazing. Yeah, it was kind of the first act of open, you know, unification and yeah. and you know, uh, rebellion against the empire. I mean, she, she she kind of vocalized what everyone was feeling, a big giant hologram for everyone to see. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it was definitely a powerful moment. Josh, I love you, man. You were you were the worst hater ever. You love this shit. Their, and you know their funeral customs was very hard. There, it really got me. Their funeral custom, sure. the way they honor their dead. Um, yeah. the way Brasso stood in for Cassian because Cassian couldn't be there. And he even said, yeah. I'll handle your, you know, Marva, you, you know, you go on and, and do what you need to do because she believed in you basically that you're going to, you're going to light the fire for this. Yeah. So what a tradition they made up for that, for that culture though. That's right. That yeah. is, you know, you know, they've always talked about world building and world building Thank includes you. culture making you know, yeah. uh, and customs making and stuff like that. And what what a tradition they came up with for that. I'm, I'm sure it's the whole based, daughters it's, of barracks and all yeah, like that. I'm yeah. sure it's rooted in, in uh, our world, but uh, that, that was, I, but, I never uh, heard of such a thing. I thought that was pretty, pretty badass. You can't have I, flutes in Star Wars, Brad. I mean, you can't I, have I, I just like, I just like how beans in them. I, I like how B two showed up R two with the size of his hologram. I'm oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really whipped he that really, thing out. It was big. He did. Yeah, that, was, that, was that was a huge hologram. hologram. Yeah, it was. That was a huge. <laughs> uh, quick question from the chat. Megan wants to know yes. what we think uh, if uh, Kino survived. It's Andy Circus. Yeah, they're going to keep him alive. Yeah, I think he's alive. Yeah, he's Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there you go. He went from there. Snoke's origin story. <laughs> he can't swim. He's, he's <laughs> Look what happened. Trouble, he's still troubled up from the lake there. Yeah. <laughs> he's got bathtub fingers. That's what he yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> you know, during the uh, towards the end of the funeral ceremony, uh, things got a little crazy in the story, and um, mm-hmm. the uh, the troops went out. Um, I was particularly proud that they didn't stick with the uh, stormtroopers can't shoot trope. Um, I always, I always hated that. They, they brought in the real world explanation in, in universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but it did seem like uh, some stormtroopers were hitting a lot of uh, <laughs> innocent people there. And I, I, I loved it. I got on them down. <laughs> yeah. And the sound, I want to give it up to the, the sound crew on this one. The yeah. sounds of these blasters were amazing as well. Yeah, yeah they were They were pretty powerful. Um, I, I think the weight of the sound really yeah. um, told us, you know, a, a story about, uh, about their, I don't know, the Imperial, you know, um, whatever, their, the occupation there. Um, but, you know, I... I Obviously, as you can see behind me and on my hat, I mean, I love seeing the Empire wherever they're at. Dedra, Deidre, however the hell you pronounce her name. Crazy eyes. You don't. Yeah, you don't care. Um, you, just, you just love her. You don't care. I just, yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, it's, (laughs) I just want to see her and Cyril get it on. That's all I'm just saying. Are they gonna trauma bond them now? Like, Cyril did not look traumatized because he's like, Yeah, I've been here before, it's okay. Sure, she's yeah, and she's in or he's he's in his element too. I mean, yeah, he's like the savior, she's traumatized as hell. He's a yeah, well, yeah. So I'm just wondering if she's like going to be bonded to him in a way no. because she's going to have some PTSD. You don't think so? No, no. no she's, once, I'm, I'm wondering. Not once she meets his mother. Uh, <laughs> she'll probably shoot his mother, which I wouldn't cry over that. Please. Can God. you see her eating cocoa puffs? I don't, it's not going to happen. No. The choke well, he'd the be whatever he needed to be for her. He'd gladly give up cocoa puffs if she thought it was <laughs> beneath him. You know, I. Space Cocoa Puffs, I'm sorry. I do feel that Cyril's um, story arc took a little longer than... um, I didn't know what the point of him was the entire time, besides being a weirdo. Yeah, I I think they... I don't know. They should have um, tied that up a little bit better. He's a little bit of an incel vibe to me. He's he's giving the incel vibe. I'm sorry. I'm... I'm, mm -mm. He's like the peeping top. I think he's yeah. going to end up becoming kind of the key to it all in the end. It's sort of this subtle little subplot that's going to pop up and turn out to be the, you know, the end all be all of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Originally I thought he was going to join the, uh, the rebellion because he wasn't really too thrilled about, uh, you know, like corporate police or obviously the empire. I thought he was going to, you know, kind of run on his own, but he definitely has a thing for the Empire, a thing for De- mm-hmm. Deidre. Yeah, he's a company and man. He's a company man. Yeah. He's a bootlicker. Boot yeah, yeah. He likes the order of it, I think. And yeah. Tim has a great question. Tim oh, has yeah. A great question. And I have, the, I have the perfect answer, but you guys go ahead. Shanti, you go first. I'm going to say yes. I do. I don't like to compare the two because they hit different notes for me, but yeah, if we're going to do it all encompassing, then I would say, yeah, it is that this is a live action Star Wars show. And then a second, but sure. It hasn't come out yet, so I don't know. I mean, could very well, well we, yeah. out of the water, but again, it's appealing to two different sides of me, sure. though. Mando is the more family-oriented one, and then this one is more for my adult, you know, side. Of- mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna ask everybody else, but I'm gonna I'm gonna side note uh, what Tim is uh, asking, and for me, um, quick answer: Andor is the best live-action Star Wars we've gotten this far. But for me, it's going to be, and I've posted this on on Twitter. It's going to be very difficult for me personally to go back to regular Star Wars and not get the the serious treatment in writing and acting that uh, that Andor has given us. Um, so you know, I'm looking forward to any incarnation of future Star Wars. Looking forward to mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Looking forward to uh, Mando season three. Um, but it's going to be, I, I think I have to switch my brain, um, a little bit when I, when the show comes to, you know, back on the air, um, because I know I'm not going to get the quality of writing that Andor has given us already. Um, Brad, what about you? Uh, are we including the Star Wars holiday special in this question? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say Boba Fett, but, uh, no, uh, this is... <laughs> 
this is this is by far the the best Star Wars live action that we've gotten. Uh, if if Ahsoka, so kind of to some of the uh, points Josh is making, if Ahsoka delivers, that could be because as far as character investment, I have way more invested into Ahsoka than I do Cassian Andor. So mm -hmm. if that show delivers, that could be on top. But uh, as of right now, definitely uh, this is the best that we have we've had. Yeah. Tina, I'll go to you next. I I can't say because I feel like Andor is in a class of its own. Oh, yeah. ooh, look at that. It's just a class of its own. It's that's yeah. nothing to compare it to. It, um... <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love Mando though. I love Mando. I'm looking forward to Mando season three. Looking forward to Ahsoka. Uh, yeah, all hate Grogu. Yeah, I mean, no, I love Grogu. I wrote, I love Grogu. He's a little green little bastard. I love him so much. Anyway, um, little troublemaker. But I, I see why Mando appeals because it's got that 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 Star Wars feel. You have the familiar characters. You have the the Jedi. You have everything that that we all love about Star Wars, and we we do love all that. Um, it's just different, and I think it's okay. They can both be equally good, just for different reasons. Sure. Right. Exactly. The fact that he's called cereal is amazing. I love that. <laughs> they freaking absolutely <laughs> on the nose that one. You cannot hold their own character. I'm like, y'all meant this dude to be a freaking joke, and I love it. <laughs> Josh, what yeah. is your favorite oh. Star Wars uh, besides uh, Resistance? Well, nothing tops resistance. I mean, come on. Like, really? Um, I will say this. Andor definitely gave us the best character in Star Wars. This guy. Yeah. All right. So enough about that. Um, I think that Andor is by far, by far the, the most well-produced live-action Star Wars. Um, everything about it is is very masterfully done um however i think that mando has achieved andor is very much a niche corner of the star wars universe and the storytelling that it that it has available to you whereas i feel like mando is a much better balance of the entire world of star wars um so I think Mando is superior storytelling as far as a Star Wars series of any kind. Um, so that's my answer. Yeah. Okay. We can appreciate that. You're still banned. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the sequel trilogy, Mando got me interested in Star Wars again. I mean, I did enjoy uh, Mando's Solo. the future of Star Wars. Yeah. But, but Mando was the one that's like, Hey, we don't really suck all the time. Right. <laughs> Watch, you know, I'm like, yeah, you don't suck all the time mm -hmm. and make yeah, book of Boba I, Fett. And then I'm like, okay, but right. alrighty, then, but yeah, so. Star yeah, Wars was in a bad place until Grogu came along. I mean, I mean it was. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. What was yeah. that, Grogu was the hook. I mean, when yeah. I mm -hmm. first. Yeah, I, I, I went back and watched a few episodes underway and. <laughs> I did forget how good that show was. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't rewatch the whole thing. I picked my favorite episodes uh, mm -hmm. from it. So you know, I think it was about 
for me, 50, I don't know, we're going off topic here. We're talking about uh, Mando, but I think it was about 50, 50 with good episodes, which is actually pretty high for a, a show mm -hmm. really. But mm -hmm. you know, the, I think I watched about eight episodes out of the whole thing and damn, when they hit it, they hit it on, on that show. Mm -hmm. So it was yeah. really good quality there too. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for me, Andor is a show that I've been waiting for for a really long time. And I know, you know, I, I continue to say that when it was first announced back in 2019, I, I knew it was going to be damn good. Um, yeah. But, you know, Josh, you said it earlier, Andor, um, the production quality, I mean, it really does look like a movie. It looks like oh, you yeah. go to oh, a theater and you watch absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, the, the scale and scope is, uh, is immense. It's, it's, it's pretty not top notch for, for like a small screen television, especially now that we've seen how cheap shows like book of Boba Fett were. Um, mm -hmm. and it's like, why couldn't they get, uh, you know, and, and I understand, okay, COVID-19 had something to do with production and timelines and stuff like that. Um, I'm only, um, you know, I really hope that Mando season three, uh, will up the ante when it comes to production, at least on the Mando side. And from, yeah. what, from what we've seen the, uh, trailer, I think, um, I think it'll be, it will definitely be up there. Well, I mean, look at how those two episodes, the, those two basically Mando episodes that were in, in Book, Book of Boba yeah. Fett look. I mean, they, they were beautiful. That yeah. opening shot of the first episode where it was the, you know, the, the continuous camera shot as it follows him through the, the city and up to deliver the head of the guy that he mm -hmm. had just taken in the that meat market. That takes some damn planning. And the first time I watched it, I was like, my brain was like, Oh my God, this is so good. It was beautiful. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's why I say that was shoehorned in and that was not part of book. I I'm going with that saying that did not, that was not meant to be there. I don't think I, so. I, I hope that we can get that same level of, of Me craftsmanship too. in all of the series going forward. Um, and, and I yeah. mean, I would love to see that. They can't backtrack the in, in my opinion anymore, Josh, after yeah. this, they, they really can't backpedal on it. They, they're going to have to, they gave yeah. it to us. They're going right. to have to keep giving it to us. Not necessarily the same tone, but that same quality. Is Ahsoka next or is Mando next? I think Mando's I next. I think Mando, Mando's yeah. next. Um, end of January, I think. All right. I think so. Yeah. We I can Google we're... it. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, let's, uh, let's go through some of the... Um, some of the character arcs, I, I think, um, you know, we, we've got characters like Cinta who was watching the Cassian homestead mm -hmm. um, and um, gave, uh, I don't know what the name of that Imperial officer is, gave a little knife to the gut there. Uh, that was kind of cool. She's Perhaps. the rebellion's Deidre. Yes. Oh, and something that Sean said, um, based on somebody else's post, we were talking about how, um, it seems like Vel, um, Vel's heart is not really in, into it, into the rebellion. I think she might be mm -hmm. a problem going forward. She's yeah. more interested in the relationship that she wants to have with, uh, with Cinta and Cinta is like 100% just, you know, all business. Um, and I find that dynamic interesting. I, yeah. I, 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 I like it. You know, Vel is obviously, you know, somebody, I think Cinta called her the little rich girl that mm -hmm. decided to uh you know join the rebellion uh, um and i think going forward that dynamic is really going to be interesting well i think it's important it's that that she's related to mon mothma i think that it really shows 
you know, kind of two sides of the same coin and, and, you know, Mon Mothma is willing to sacrifice everything for it. And Vel is willing to push it aside for what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, yet they yeah. came from the same place. Can we, yeah. can we, I'd love to broaden the discussion though. When we talk about badass female characters and we're talking about all sides of the war. Uh, yes. And we, we've already talked about Mon Mothma ad nauseum on, on this show because of how much a badass she's always been uh, mm-hmm. for the rebellion. But when you talk about uh, Senta and on the other side of the house, Deidre, uh, holy crap. So you know the Empire is a completely male-driven organization, mm-hmm. especially in a, a sub-organization like the ISB mm-hmm. uh, where you know everybody in the room is an alpha male. And for her, and it, you know, it wasn't written where it's like in your face, like you know, uh, you know, Star Wars and Endgame, or and I'm sorry, uh, Avengers Endgame, you know, where they put all the uh, female characters there right. together, the yeah. squad. These yeah. were just well written, badass female characters, and uh, you know, the, the show needs kudos for that too. Like, Deidre is awesome, and uh, it, it was it was in a way not heartbreaking, but it was also hard to see her get trampled. Uh, there at the end of the show because she's she's an awesome character you know well, that yeah. that brings up a, a, an idea actually that i wanted to talk with you about Ro, about um you know does it matter if they're male or female is that really what's important is or is it really just about the character you know and and these are like brad said these are extremely well-written characters yep. and oh, yeah. i don't think it matters if they're male or female i think it just we like them because like them well. they're well-written characters not Absolutely. because of their gender well, they're yeah, not trying either. They're not trying character. it like the sequel right. trilogy. Like, here's a strong female character, shove her down your throat. You know, that's kind of where I felt with some yeah. of that. They weren't they done weren't organically. Down either, you know. I mean, except mm-hmm. for Cyril, who is specifically written to be pathetic. I mean, a beta I male. Feel, yeah, I really don't feel like any of the men are being torn down either on the show to make the female. And, and I do like that Deidre's immediate commander her, her supervisor is actually very supportive of her yeah. like, like that dude is all the time pulling her to the side and saying hey you know just calm down it's going to be okay like yeah. remember like you, you're you're doing better than most in your situation yeah. and i'm mm-hmm. i'm here to support you but you there's a way to do it you know and, and i feel like he's really been a, a very strong guiding hand for her and and mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to see that that she doesn't just have this jerk boss that's right you know very cliche i like that they kind of went a different route with it and i'm yeah, and- it's all justice for Perrin for you, but justice for Bix because that girl's oh, she's been through it. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, you're gonna need some counseling. Her, her Stockholm syndrome there. She's gonna need help taking those pants off. Wait, what? Sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Megan's got a great question in the chat about uh, Deidre, and I think if they continue to write her as an as an awesome Imperial, I, I hope they don't do the cliche crap of making her question you know her allegiance i think she's an imperial through and through yeah. and if they keep writing it well yeah uh, i think she's going to double down and become mm-hmm. an even more awesome imperial spy yeah. isb I agent cyril will be her Deidre, after all of this cyril is going her yes and Which and she made the same mistake that everybody else did underestimating people right shanti yep. Yep. right yes Where'd she go <laughs> Here. underestimating the people on fair like they they right. cassian said it they don't expect people like us you know they're so you know sure and and themselves and they have had their hand it to them twice on fairs 
So yeah, I, I I think that you know, and early on in the series, Partagas um, called um, Deidre out and said the the ISB isn't used to people like you, and they didn't say a woman. But you can kind of tell, obviously, yeah. out of the box thinker, right? Um, so it, you know, it, it, it is going to be interesting to see what her um consequence will be. Will she double down? Will she get um, you know, will her will her ranking be less? Are they going to punish her because of it, or is she going to continue to step up and uh, you know, do what? what she thinks needs to be done and in even more of a brutal way. I think, um, I think that's going to be fantastic. I I don't think just, she's going to double down. I think the entire empire is going to double down because even though her mission failed, it did succeed in proving that she was right. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. there is a, a, you know, rebellious incel that's slowly building and that they need to deal with it. Um, And I think that the military element in the second season is going to be far more, more noticeable than it was in the first. Just the, Oh, sorry, Brad. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I, I was going to talk about just a couple more female characters real quick, and I definitely want to get back to you, Tina. Uh, one, I'm not sure if you guys have talked about on the show, but Ro, I know uh, we emailed about this. I would have loved to have seen Emphis Nest on this uh, show. I think that was, oh, man. That, was a, that was an actual missed opportunity because uh, she would have been the right age uh, to play that character because of when Solo was made and all that kind of good stuff. So it would have been real cool to see her on there. Maybe an interaction between her and um, Saul Guerrero because yeah. they would have had some, it would True. have been an interesting relationship there. Um, and uh, I was actually watching the um, finale with Amy and she brought up a good point about Mon Mothma's daughter. We were talking about that. Uh, I'm not, what was her name? I don't remember her name. Lita? Um, Lita, Lita, yes. Lita, and yeah. uh, if you look at the ages, she's almost the exact same age as Leia. Sure. Um, so that does open that up. If um, if she goes the route that her mother does, um, they could write future stories with her and Leia together, which could be pretty interesting as well. Or I could I just agree. picture Mon Mothma going to visit Bail Organa and taking Lita with her. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I firmly believe that had to happen. Leia. Yeah. Right. I, I had to, I firmly believe that that did happen. I guess for me, did y'all catch that line about the Krieger incident? When uh, talking about, well, the emperor needs this to go away or something. So we did this. And I'm like, so are you just catering to him a bit and kind of trying to keep him happy over here? Is he not as involved as we might think he is? Is he involved? I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. It's kind of a throwaway. I think the vibe they were going for there was the episode four vibe. And really, episode five vibe where the emperor is not there, but he's always present right. at the same time. So it's more of those speak of the empire of the emperor, but it's not actually there. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a nice touch personally. I want to put up a comment from GeForce. Uh, GeForce. I don't think there needs to be any other cameos from the movies in the show. I love that it's mostly all new characters. Um, I kind of agree with him. Um, yeah. I love that. They're not throwing you with, you know, with cameos and Easter eggs and stuff like that. You're really concentrating on new characters, new developments in the story. Um, but I, I do 
um, I do think it's kind of uh, interesting that really they, this is like the first show that they really haven't like put anything like, Oh, look, that's a hammerhead from the creature cantina. He's here too. Um, you know, goofy stuff like that. Um, I think they're really concentrating on the importance of getting these characters from point A to, to Z um, in the short time that we have. Cause if we remember this series was supposed to be a five series uh, show, they, um, clamped it down to two um because you know reasons whatever but um i um i'm gonna have to agree with that um as far as emphasis nest i think it would have been cool but again i think if we bring in like every rebel and their grandmother into this story i think whatever it is that the rest of the the rebellion the rebel cells that are really at this point they're not really um they're not really in cahoots they're all individual cells doing their own thing trying to affect their own areas that you know obviously we saw that storyline in rebels um i think it would make it makes more sense to have this story kind of um pinpointed in in an area where you know it's it's just happening to this group um we we know that it's happening elsewhere with other characters and i think they should just leave it there instead of just bringing everything now we talk about how this really big galaxy starts to get smaller when you throw in all these characters but you know we know that all that other stuff happens because we've seen rebels we've read the 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 comics and the novels so i would i would say leave that stuff over there and let's tell the story of of these characters myself yeah reason, i don't really don't need any more movie cameo people we but i would love to see them introduce thrawn in season two and carry him over to ahsoka from there introduce him in live action the reason have i thought they brought might in work. take care of things yeah, yeah. i thought emphasis and that's might work in this one is there was a lot of talk of financing and moving money right. and that sort of thing, especially yeah. with Mon Mothmas um, and her big thing in uh, Solo. And it would make that movie worth something at the same time because I feel like it really wasn't worth anything except for explaining the Kessel Run. Um, it, you know, and that was her big thing in that movie was securing financing for Rebellion. So I think you could have linked it through the through the money there. Yeah. She would have fit in yeah. well in Ferrix, I feel like. Yep. And I love yeah. the, the town of Ferrix. I love, so here I go. I love the buildings. I love the way everything looks. I like the <laughs> aesthetic of Ferrix. I, I do. So I'm going with, I like bricks and screws, assholes. Okay. So I'm scared about you. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. So we have people complaining about bricks and screws all right well then you know what everyone needs to go and trash broom boy because he was holding a broom <laughs> i it took me that that scene took me that scene in particular took me way out of the last jedi i'm sorry i i, I told i told ro <laughs> that was all <laughs> i told i told ro i had three words for for that discussion that was ice cream maker right I mean, there's an ice cream maker in, in empire strikes back but uh, I'd, I'd like to quote my wife who said in, in response to this stupid ass discussion, uh, and I quote, there are 85 fucking million planets in Star Wars. Uh, why wouldn't they have bricks? Which I think is true. Or screws. Yeah. Or screws. God love your wife. I mean, seriously. <laughs> She's the smart one. Um, complaining. Oh, if you, and, the, and the, the people, the people that are saying this, like practically, like just 
they just love they love the the prequel trilogy did you see when any of the stuff was built in the prequel trilogy right we had arches and terraces whatever um and i think this would be a good way to bridge it all together actually what dave's saying there um, real fast, the uh, the Masasi Temple uh, in the original Star Wars, the wide shot, there are bricks yes. in there. All right, yes. enough I... of bricks and screws. Yes. Not even, it's really not even worth discussing. I don't even worth discussing. This is the dumbest. But no, but back to the practice. I love all the practical oh. sets, right, Shanti? They're great. What? Say that again, I... Oh, I was just saying, the practical sets are great. I, I don't think you can compare anything to them. I love all of them. I Me too. I, yeah. I, I can't even believe this is even happening. I, I can't, can't either, I... but it did. It did, unfortunately. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Let's talk about Dave's uh, comment here. Would Thrawn confuse the casual watcher, though, as it'll be different timelines if he shows up in Ahsoka after? It won't confuse me. No, I, I bet it won't. We well, it'll no, confuse we you, but in a different way. <laughs> you know, oh, we... Right. It, I think it would be a good way to kind of bridge all of it together and, and kind of show that this character's been around for a while and that he's well yeah. established in the Empire. And if anybody is devoted enough to Palpatine to kind of help bring about, you know, the, the First Order and everything else that comes after, then it would be someone that's been with him that, that yes, whole time great. and that was a key great. player in in trying to take down the rebellion. Because he obviously is in Rebels, so Right. It would make sense for him to pop up. Yes, Blue Bridge. Yeah. Fill my gap. What? Wow. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, so let's uh let's get back to the episode. Um they um they escape the mil- the melee. Stormtroopers shooting everybody. You know, something that I saw someone post regarding uh Luthen. You know, he um, he escapes that blast and you can see him at the top of one of the buildings or, or, or staircases and just he's looking down at the, um, you know, the destruction and the death and stuff like that. He doesn't do anything. And it's interesting to see the fact that, you know, maybe he is. Um, what did the post say? He said he said he was a coward. And I love that because he said, I don't know it was how many episodes it was ago because I binged him. He told Saul Guerrero, he, Saul right. Guerrero what, what are you? I'm a coward. So he's willing to coordinate and work behind the scenes and all this shit. But he, in, in essence, he's a coward. So I love that he didn't get involved because that backs up his statement that he made earlier in the series. Yeah. And um, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, after that, uh, you have a, you have the scene where obviously Cassian, uh, rescues Bix. She's uh, a little off her rocker, um, because of the torture and, you know, props to the makeup people. Cause she looks like she went through hell. Oh, she oh. looks awful. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. They, they pulled that off convincingly. Oh. And the Stockholm syndrome that they give her, like she didn't want to leave. Like that's yeah. really gal. Yeah. They'll be mad. They'll be angry. That's crazy. She said yeah. something in the ship later on uh, towards the end of the episode um, where it made her seem like she really lost it. She says, Cassian will find us. Cassian will find us. Yes. And he, he turns around and is like, yeah, uh, I will. Um, why, it's, it's, it's wow. It's, uh, it's really great. Um, She's damaged goods now. 
they broke her. They, 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 I don't know. She'll be the same Bix again. They, they broke her. Whatever they did to her, whatever she listened to, it broke her. Yeah. I mean, it was great. They, you know, she listened to the screaming, you know, horrific uh, sounds of, of a species being eliminated. Uh, only the, you know, only the way the empire can, can do it. Um, children, children dying. Children yeah. Is I'm glad we didn't hear it. I'm glad we didn't hear yeah. it. Yeah. I was reading, I was reading somewhere that they, they initially, they, they did the sound for it, but it was, it was too much and they decided to just do her scream. So you can imagine what that sounds like instead of actually hearing it. So. I'm good. I didn't want to hear that. Yeah, I'm glad. I think leaving some things to the imagination is a good storytelling choice. Yeah. Show, don't tell. Yeah, we didn't need to see those screws or those bricks. <laughs> or the concrete or the dirt. That damn dirt. So earthy. <laughs> Characters breathing air. What's up with that? I know, God. How dare Water. you get cold? There's just air? Like we, it's just like we do in, in our world. Cloud, what? I mean, I will say, though, after 12 episodes, we basically just ended up back where we were at the end of episode three. But it's it's okay. I mean, the show was all right. Um, (laughs) You know, but it's all about the journey. Right. Um, You know, know, but he he did have his nice Han Solo arc. You know, at the beginning, it was all for money. And then at the end, it was for the cause. So there you go. Diet Han Solo. Canceled. (laughs) (laughs) We love I'm just guys. saying, it's fine. Uh, I love it's how. You, hey, hey, you stick to your convictions. I love it. Again, it's all about the journey. I think it would have been more interesting to have seen more of those flashbacks of him with his obvious <laughs> rebel family, um, making him into that rebel that he is, as opposed to it being for the money and him just being basically kind of like a con artist, um, and then in the end, being this you know, person that's well, dedicated you, to it all. Do you think his sister's really alive or do you think Marvin was telling the truth? I don't know. I think like, he forgot his sister even existed at this point. Like when was the last time she was even mentioned in the story? Well, he kind of, it was kind of like a, a, a thing like, Hey, I look for my oops. I killed two people. Oh, this is bad. And then, Ooh, I got turned in and then, Oh, I went to prison. He's kind of had a rough time. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I'm glad we know that he was making, you know, parts for the Death Star. So that's oh, all that matters. Yeah. But you know yeah. what, though? You're right. The sister was a main topic kind of in the background early on in the uh, mm-hmm. in the series. And all of a sudden, you know, you just forgot about her. Obviously, um, Cassie's mother says, just forget about <laughs> your, your focus sister. changes uh, when you go to prison. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't drop the soap. Yeah. Well, unless I was just showing how connected he still was to his old life. Because let's face it, she took him from his home planet. He knew nothing of what was going on. You know, they probably they had to teach him how to speak the language. They probably had to teach him how to fit into society. He had a criminal record from the time he was a young kid, apparently, as we saw throughout. So maybe that was just the way of showing he was still trying to connect the old life. And now he has to to he's realized that he where he is now is where he belongs. Like he does belong. Yeah, I think that's why he I think that is part of why they did do that shot of him finding out about his mother there on the beach, because that was the moment in which his old life died and he became hardened to the new life. Basically, Mm -hmm. you must unlearn what you have learned. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
And the it's like poetry. It, it rhymes. Oh, I mean, like when he tells Jen Erso at the end of Rogue One, even though you don't like that movie. Uh, <laughs> welcome home. You know when he says when he says welcome home to her, right? So yeah. he he lost his previous family, and that's his new family. So yeah. it rhymes. Uh, Rogue, Rogue One's fantastic. I mean, I think that's one of the best Star Wars films ever, and this oh, yeah. definitely is in the same vein of it. But I still do feel like Rogue One had a little bit more of that balance that I was talking about earlier that speaks to the entire universe of Star Wars versus just one particular. Still had aspect. that Star Wars feel, like I had to saw Leia, and it was related to the Death Star. Like it, it, it fit in in the sense of that stuff, right? I like Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, that that was part of it. The but it wasn't spiritualism just with like Bays and Shira, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think that the the Guardians of the Wills was probably yeah. one of my favorite parts of that whole story, and I want to see more about them. That's what I want to see a show about. I agree. I hope we see that. Do you think with the acolyte coming that we may dive more into some of that stuff? Maybe. Maybe. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, real fast before we end, uh, we're over an hour. I wanted to ask you guys, let's dive into Cassian's last line there. Um, I actually thought that Cassian was going to kill Luthen right then and there. Um, but um, he had he had other plans. He put the gun, obviously, in Luthen's reach, mm -hmm. and he basically gave him an ultimatum, kill me or take me on. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, now he's uh, he's realizing that uh, the, the sacrifices that people around him have have made for a greater cause. He wants to be able to to do something like that as well. Right. He's got no he's got nobody left. He lost his sister. He lost his mother, you know, very similar to uh, to Sagarera. Sagarera originally lost his sister. And that's one of the things that motivated him to become uh, the character that he became um and his hatred towards uh the empire but um you know hatred is a powerful motivator uh you know for for any character um so uh what'd you guys think of that line well i, I feel like this show in as a whole is about him losing hope it's about him you know becoming hardened and you know just angry at the empire and bitter and, and not feeling like there is anything but the cause at this point and, and not even caring about his own life. Whereas rogue one shows him finding that hope again through, through Jen and then finding it together basically, which is kind of why and they dying. die in each and other's dying. arms. And dying. Yeah. But it was worth it though. They were able to find the balance between the two. You can yeah. be, you can live for the cause and you can still live because I mean, why fight the cause if life means nothing? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, anybody else? That last line, kill me or take me on? I love that he stayed behind. Yeah, I did too. And I love that he stayed behind um, and didn't go with his friends, even though mm -hmm. they wanted him to go. And sure. could he surely have met back up with the rebellion at some point? Of course he could have. But he stayed because I think at that point, too, he wanted to honor the sacrifice of his mom, too. Right. I'm really and, I, and I don't think Luther really wanted to kill Cassian. I mean, I think he wanted because he thought he might have been a loose end. 
sure. you know, right. and get letting secrets out. But he really deep down wanted Cassian. To you know, one of the questions that I have is why did Luthen, um, why was Luthen's interest in Castian, you know, in, in the first place? What was that all about? And I know he watched, did he know his father? Uh, were they family friends, et cetera, et cetera? Because he knew a lot when he first met uh, Cassian in that, um, in that warehouse garage thing. Um I'm just wondering, like, why did he take so much interest in in Cassian? And I guess we'll, you know, we'll find out. I guess now it's, that, a, it's uh, a lot of interest to want to kill him immediately after the mission, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll find more out about that in season two. Now we know we're getting to season two. How yeah. would y'all have felt if it had just ended right where it did? I'd be okay with it. Because we know, you know, we don't, we know what happens. Because it was a great hell of a first season. I'm glad we're getting a second season. Sure. But if they, if they had decided not to, I felt like it ended great and the showing the Death Star, and then we would segue into Rogue One. We know now, hey, this is right. where, he, this is the line he started. You know, this is where he started. Right. And yeah. then we know where he finishes. I, I would have been more disappointed <laughs> um, because I didn't feel like this was the end as much as it was the end of the beginning. You know, yeah. like I definitely yeah. feel like this has all just really been sort of the preface to what's going to actually happen in this story. Right. Yeah, no, I'm glad it's going past the first season. I, 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 I am glad. I am glad. And I don't even know if we need five. So I, I'm kind of glad they backed up off that because I think that might have been overkill. I think two is going to be considering how right. well they've done the 12 and we're, we're going to get 12 more episodes. I think they can wrap this up pretty well. And that's why I mind waiting the two years because I don't either just tells me that they're going to take their time especially if it's 12 episodes that's a lot to film mm -hmm. yeah and that's typical that's that's yeah. actually a typical time period mm -hmm. and yep they're not going to rush it don't rush it yeah and we have other stuff coming up to we do our time if not it's not like there's going to be you know this long gap which is another reason why i like the longer seasons because then it's not done in six episodes sure. especially if it's dropping two or three at the very beginning and you've already dropped half your season you know I, I i hate that feeling of it came and it went and it's like well no take your time it's fine i'll wait <clears throat> how about rewatchability does the does the show have rewatchability this is i have only, already yeah yeah this is the only one that to me has been rewatchable right of life. i have not I'm been able no it's not one that i've been like i gotta go back and rewatch it yeah, that's weird. As you know, as much as I like Ma uh, the Mandalorian, it's not a show that I've gone back to to watch a second time. Um, yeah, at all. You know, I watch it the first time. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's that's awesome. <laughs> but, um, and I don't know what why why that is. Um, but Mandalor, uh, but Andor, really. Yeah. I've I watched it. Uh, I've watched at least two and some episodes three times just to kind of get. And I think that has to de do with the 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 rich tapestry of the writing. Yeah. Um, Tina said it earlier. Uh, there's just there's nothing that's wasted. Sometimes you got to watch it with the captions, because if you don't, you know, you might miss something. Yeah. And there's a lot of detail in the writing that is just so jam packed, mm -hmm. um, which I you know, which I find great. Um, Everybody, after, you know, obviously we uh, we've been going for quite a while. We want to do some giveaways uh, for folks that are in the chat. Um, but don't forget after Scarif Live to go join Dork Wars, Blake and company over there. Uh, they've got some uh, people that are talking. 
um, about uh, Harry Potter year seven. Check that out, please. Part of the Red Five Network. Um, all right. So I have a couple of things that I've been wanting to give away for a while. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to give you an overall idea of what they are. I've got a Todd McFarlane Batman action figure. I've got a uh, a brand new, uh, just a star Wars hat that I'm going to give out. I've got a couple of books um, that uh, nobody has claimed from earlier episodes. So I'm going to give those out tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to do three swag packs. Um, I'll include some stickers in there and some wonderful items from the, uh, from red five network and, uh, and uh, our podcast. And um, I've got three questions. Brad and I have three questions. The first one, but this is what you have to do. Please make note, tag us and tag another one of our red five uh, member pods or shows um, with the answer to your question, to our to our question, um, the first question is. Uh, 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 hold on a second. What's the first question? Is what is the first time that John Williams introduced the electric guitar to the franchise, and uh, what movie was it from? So that's the first question. Don't put your answer in the chat. Just tag another Red 5 uh, Network uh, show and us, and then um, put your answer in there. Brad, did you have another question? I got got one more. Yep, I got the... All right, so uh, this may sound hard, but it's probably pretty easy for you guys. Um, This is a Clone Wars and Andor question. Uh, also the captain of the ship uh, that Anakin and Obi-Wan were frequently on in the Clone Wars, who was in charge of the ISB at the time of Andor? Yes, it's the same guy. Excellent, excellent. Great question. You can you can skip the first half of that question because the, I mean, the, the real question is, who's in charge of the ISB at the time of Andor? And third question should be an easy one. Who was the music composer for Andor? Um, Again, make sure that you tag us and another Red 5 Network podcast or show. We've got both audio and YouTube uh, people creating wonderful content. And uh, put your answers in a tweet. And... um, We'll send out some stuff. Uh, again, I've got uh, hats, books, stickers, um, Batman action figures, Batman. and uh, some other wonderful things. I've got we've got three swag packs to give away, and we will put them in the mail. <laughs> Perfect. And yes, don't forget to smash the like, tell a friend about the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Brad, I am so happy that you are home. I was, uh, I got the email that said that you were going to be watching the Andor finale tonight to be on the show. And I'm like, just so you guys know, this sentence was like this long that I sent him. Uh, There was like 10 words in it. He read five of them. (laughs) I said, I need to watch the finale before our show tonight, before I'm on the show tonight. And he read 
I need to watch the finale. So he missed the second half of a 10 word uh, sentence. <laughs> sure did. And then Amy had to text me. Can you read his email again? I'm like, what did he send another one? What's going on? <laughs> but uh, absolutely glad that you are home. Um, and um, I want to thank everybody in the chat, our patrons, our wonderful patrons that uh, help support the channel. Um, if you like what you hear, tell about, tell a friend and then make sure that you review us on, uh, your favorite, uh, podcast app. Uh, we love those, uh, five-star reviews and we love hearing what you, uh, what you think about our show. Um, we also have a hotline, Scarif hotline, 773-234-8659. Brad's going to say something smart now. You can leave Rose sultry voice messages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If your name is Deidre, please do so. Yeah, Deidre, please call. <laughs> or she Garza. looks like, she, you know, this is probably a Scarif after dark comment, but she looks like she's into the Dom shit, and I'm I'm here for it. It's, she does. Right. She does absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and absolutely. cereal's here for it Cereal's the entire time. Just, yes. Bring out the gimp. Oh, he's definitely the submissive. I can see him in the full oh, like yeah. leather. You'll yeah. be wearing the ball gag for sure. I'm mm-hmm. a bad spy. I'm a the bad dog. spy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hashtag derailed. Yay. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, everybody in the chat. I want to uh, quickly, cereal. quickly <laughs> go around. Shanti, where can folks find you? What? Oh, you can find me on Twitter while it's still around. Yeah. At Kyle 29 or at Scarif After Dark. Same on Instagram, but on Instagram, it's Selena2929 or at Scarif After Dark. What, Jack? Uh, We're not going out right now. And uh, Josh, hashtag justice for Perrin. Where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sith Care Bear or poking around uh, pretending to be Scarif after dark. (laughs) So uh, that's uh, that's about it. Oh, my God. And uh, Tina, I know uh, every so often we have to find you to make sure that uh, that bail is set because you're a big (laughs) troublemaker. I know I am. Where can folks find you? I am on Twitter at the meme queen 27 um, and on whatever pod, usually somebody invites me on because they want to hear me run, run my mouth about whatever. So, <laughs> Well, you're welcome to run your mouth at the Scarif live show okay. any day, any night. I will remember. All right, Brad, you, uh, it's wonderful to have you back. Thank yeah. you, brother. It is great to be back. Glad I to see you back. Miss you guys as well. It was a long two months. So I'm happy to be back talking about Star Wars and all the kinds of good geek shit with you guys. This is this is home. So glad to be here. Did you forget how to sign off? Oh, is that it? Uh, you you don't have like five different things you need to say at the end. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's see. I'm a little bit rusty at this. So Josh has no idea what he's talking about. And that's the scuttlebutt. Woohoo! Ah.